Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code RTFP to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Monster Monday presented by DraftKings. It is a new week, which means we got new winners. Spread the word via social media. I'll let you know on a Power Rankings Tuesday what I'm looking for specifically this week. But you know the deal. We're at Ross Tucker NFL or at Ross Tucker Pod, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. We are there. So many great sponsors to take advantage of this week. I know you don't remember the codes. It's okay. We know that. Just go to RossTucker.com, click on the Sponsors tab, and you can be like, oh, that's the code for Freshly or that's the code for First Leaf. Or that's the code for Tommy John or whatever. Get the discounts. Take the discounts this time of year. And then YouTube is growing. Every episode, more and more people are watching the show, which I think is cool. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. I also think it's very cool every time we get a new Tuckhead at Patreon.com slash RT Media. You're going to want to get these even money bets. We are on a roll. Patreon.com slash RT Media. Welcome to the family, Phil Searly. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. All right, Ross. Before we get into the each of these games, what are your overall themes for Week 12 in the NFL? I have several, Jack. And I'd also say this. Um... We're recording this about an hour earlier than we normally do. We'll probably try to do that more often since Jack is also in the Eastern time zone. And we can see that a lot of you download it first thing in the morning. So we're thinking if we can record earlier, that hopefully that helps some of you guys. Uh, A few thoughts I have. Number one, I really enjoy the bad weather games. I just do. I think it creates an added element of strategy and intrigue and makes it more interesting. You know, how are you going to handle the elements, the wind, the rain? There was rain games in Washington for Commanders Falcons. It certainly affected the Jets and the Bears. They had that play, the special teams play, where the ball was all over the place. I enjoy that. I I think it adds to the intrigue, makes it more interesting. 
I understand the argument for people that feel differently and they want every game to be played in perfect weather, optimum conditions. I understand the argument. I just strongly disagree. Maybe it's just how I was brought up and I played in bad weather. And, you know, it's like there are similarities to football and you have a week and a battle plan, so to speak. I mean, that's that's real, right? Like weather's weather is real. And I just, you know, playing indoors, those games just feel antiseptic. Just doesn't feel real, even as a broadcaster. It's just doesn't feel like the way the way it was intended. So many other things. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. had some type of issue uh, at the airport. I don't know. Maybe we'll get more information next couple of days. Maybe I'll care to talk more about it. I'll just say this: I don't think he's going to be very effective for whoever signs him. I think this has been a whole lot of hype uh, for something that's not going to be that impactful and you do stuff like this it does make the teams give them a little bit of pause I feel like backup quarterbacks front and center again right I mean even just that Bears Jets game Trevor Simeon against Mike White that's a very important position backup quarterbacks very very important position and also even just Mike White against Trevor Simeon I know I know Mike White played really well but when they have very strict rules for hitting the quarterback, it's because they don't want Mike White against Trevor Simeon in an important game because people don't want to see that, believe it or not. People, less people tune in. A lot of, you know, look, you and I, we're watching regardless. I love when backup quarterbacks get their shot, but a lot of people don't tune in for that. Special teams was huge yesterday. Even just think about the miscues at the end of the games by the Atlanta Falcons running into the kicker, the Tennessee Titans hitting the long snapper at ended games, special teams mistakes ended games where those teams both would have had one more shot. I'd also say, you know, the late wins for the Jaguars, the way they came back, the three win Jaguars at that point, by the way, now four wins. Or the three-win Browns, now four wins at that at this point. The way they came back late to win those games, how exciting it was, they're three and seven. And they come back to win those games. I feel like that is unique to the NFL. That you can have these incredibly exciting, awesome wins like that um, for teams that are out of it. Yet, they were awesome games, awesome outcomes. The red zone channel late with the Raiders, the Cardinals against the Chargers, the Raiders against Seahawks, the Saints against the Niners. They were all like in the red zone at the same time on the red zone. It's just a, it's just an awesome product. It, it really, it's just an incredible product to be able to watch all those. And then how about the two point conversions for the win? Brandon Staley and the Chargers, Doug Peterson and the Jaguars. I love it. I've been I've been poking fun a little bit at soccer online because I I I, I understand the point system. I understand the World Cup. I understand soccer's different. But if one more person tells me how good of a result a draw is, it drives me nuts. I just can't ever get down with that mentality. And maybe that's the American in me, but you can't tell me it isn't more fun 
that like the Chargers and the Jaguars went for the win. And there's a deciding outcome. They either win or they lose. As opposed to kicking the extra point, going overtime, maybe it's a tie. Oh, no thank you. Love that those teams went for the win. And they happened to both get it. Speaking of getting it, you guys need to get Simply Safe. Have to do it. You can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. Here's why I love it. I left Wednesday last week to go to Dallas for the Giants and the Cowboys on the radio. I didn't get back till Sunday after San Diego State Air Force. Part of that time, my family was here. Part of that time, they weren't. I like knowing we have a security system. I like knowing that they're protected when I'm not here and that nobody's in the house when nobody's here. Because as soon as I got back Sunday morning, turned the system off. That means nobody was in. Otherwise, it would have been triggered. Not only that, especially with all these packages and stuff, it's so nice to have the HD security cameras. It really is. Do not miss your chance to save big on the only security system that I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash Tucker today. It's their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash Tucker. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Tucks takes. All right, Ross, we'll start with the things that are just continuing to get worse for the Denver Broncos following a 23-10 loss to the Carolina Panthers. Well, their offense remains embarrassing. Nathaniel Hackett will be fired after the season, barring something incredibly unforeseen. The question really is, who else will go? You know, do they make a change in the front office as well? I don't think it's a great sign that Mike Purcell was yelling at Russell Wilson the way he was. I know they downplayed it after the game and said he was just trying to motivate him, but it's a bad, bad scene right now in Denver. And with that contract for Russell Wilson, it has to be incredibly deflating and disappointing for Broncos fans, who are pretty awesome, by the way. I thought Sam Darnold played okay. I mean, he wasn't great, but he did get DJ Moore involved, which they hadn't been doing. And DJ Moore had a big day. DJ Moore is a good player. Uh, Brian Burns just had a huge game as usual. He is going to get so much money from somebody. I mean, Brian Burns is going to get a crazy amount of money. For Denver, I guess the best thing was Latavius Murray was pretty solid. I will say this. The Sam Darnold stop, drop, and roll touchdown where he fumbled, then he jumped on it, then he rolled in the end zone. Absolutely hilarious. Just when you think you've seen it all, you see something like that. Nick Chubb rushes it in in overtime to give the Browns a big win over the Buccaneers 
This game was awesome. This game was surprising. There was a skunk in the stands. I have a lot of questions about that. I posted that on Twitter, at Ross Tucker NFL. Check it out. Uh, you know, the, the, really what happened is David Njoku had an unbelievable touchdown catch against Devin White in coverage, fourth and 10 with 30 seconds left. I mean, unbelievable catch, fourth and 10, game was going to be over, but Njoku makes an incredible play. Um, I thought uh, Jacoby Brissett played pretty darn well. Again, Nick Chubb had a big day, which is, the Browns don't really win unless Nick Chubb has big days. But Brissett got it done, man. It's a shame they only have four wins with Brissett playing solid football because it was a lot of other things that cost them some of these games. He even got a pancake on the Anthony Schwartz reverse touchdown. Watch that. He knocked Antoine Winfield Jr. on his butt, which I love. Amari Cooper even had a big drop, and Brissett still had a good day. The Bucks got beat up throughout the game. Um, Winfield, Edwards, Carlton Davis, all in and out. Werfs got his leg fell on um, after JOK tried to jump over the running back. You know what's amazing, by the way? Social media. I just had a video where I showed Jeremiah Wusukormoa tried to jump over the running back, and then he got dumped on the back of on the side of Worf's legs, and Worf got injured. And I said, you know, thumbs down. And like Browns fans got defensive, as if I was thumbs down about JOK doing what he did. I have no problem with him trying to jump the running back. It's football. Do whatever you want to do. You think you can jump the running back? I mean, it didn't work out very well, but go for it. The thumbs down was just Worf's getting hurt. Twitter is unfortunate. It's like text messages that people read it and they have their own perception of what it is you're trying to stay. When I was just trying to showcase the video of how he got hurt, which was interesting, and stating it's a bummer that he got hurt, I don't have any problem with what Owusu Koromoa did. Jump, jump your heart out, bro. Trevor Lawrence is starting to live up to the hype leading the Jaguars to a 28-27 win against the Ravens. That was his breakout game. That was Trevor Lawrence's breakout game. He was awesome in the fourth quarter. Like, incredible. Throw after throw after throw. Having to do it with no time on the clock. I think that was the Trevor Lawrence that we've been talking about since he was in high school. I think that is the Trevor Lawrence that we all hope he is moving forward. And maybe now, year two with Doug Peterson, maybe with the confidence of doing it against a team like the Ravens, maybe that can be the Trevor Lawrence that we see moving forward. He was awesome. Oh, I'm not done yet, Jack. Uh He he was awesome. Um, I would also say this. Travis Etienne got hurt for the Jags, but Hasty stepped up. The Ravens kept settling for field goals. And if you keep settling for field goals, it's going to come back to haunt you. And it did. Those dry, those passes to Zay Jones and Marvin Jones, incredible. Doug Peterson, I mentioned it, went for two, was rewarded. What's crazy is that the Ravens blew another lead. This time they were up 19 to 10, but that they even came back from it. They're up 19-10, they blow the lead, and then Lamar hits a bomb to Deshaun Jackson, and they come back from it and still end up losing the game. 
The Miami Dolphins dismantle the Houston Texans 30-15. Well, I mean, it was 30 to nothing at halftime as Tua had 278 yards passing, including a fun, like, little ad-lib touchdown to Durham Smythe, which was cool. He did take an awkward sack where, gosh, Tua must be built like Gumby. That was wild. Teron Armstead has a pec injury. That is one to watch. That would be tough for the Dolphins. I guess Kyle Allen uh, was a little bit better in the second half for the Texans, but they're terrible. He was awful in the first half, and I'd be shocked at this point if the Houston Texans brought back Lovey Smith next year. Absolutely shocked. Don't see it happening. I do see a bunch of you deciding to listen to Let's Go, a Sirius XM podcast that is every Monday with Tom Brady, Larry Fitzgerald, and Emmy Award-winning journalist Jim Gray, where you can hear championship perspective on the trending topics on and off the field. It's five-time Super Bowl MVP Tom Brady, 11-time Pro Bowler Larry Fitzgerald, at the microphone and unfiltered. If it's on their minds, it's on Let's Go. Plus, all season long on Let's Go, you can hear the best guests in the podcast world. They got Snoop. They got Oprah. Listen to Let's Go with Tom Brady, Larry Fitzgerald, and Jim Gray every Monday night through the 2022-2023 football season on Stitcher, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast. Curious to see what Brady has to say after a really bad loss for the Bucks. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The Mike White era is revived in New York following a 31-10 route of the Bears. Well, he was really good. Um, I mean, I thought he was incredible. He got both Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore both involved. And he did it despite the fact that the weather was really bad. Although, if you remember, Mike White kind of did this last year, his first game, and then wasn't able to sustain that level of performance. So, we'll see how Mike White performs moving forward. But, boy, he was certainly way, way better than Zach Wilson. And you got to be encouraged if you're a Jets fan. Although, also, the Bears' defense is rough. I thought Trevor Simeon was pretty good in the first couple drives. They scored 10 points on their first two drives. But after that, not so much as Justin Fields not able to play. This is one of the reasons why you have concerns about running quarterbacks as much as you run Justin Fields is they can get hurt. I have a concern about that as far as Jalen Hurts is concerned. Jalen Hurts takes too many shots that he shouldn't, even though he does a pretty good job of trying not to. And it got even worse for the Bears. Mooney, Darnell Mooney, the receiver, looks like he's out for the year. Eddie Jackson hurt. Not good. The Bengals are gaining steam, winning their third straight following a 20-16 victory against the Tennessee Titans. Just a gigantic win for the Bengals. Just a gigantic win for them. And a bad loss, I'd say, for the Titans. I mean, you're playing at home against a team that knocked you off in the playoffs. 
you don't they don't have Joe Mixon or Jamar Chase and you lose to them anyway. Trey uh T Higgins stepped up in a big way and made a number of plays. The Bengals defense is always impressive. Traylon Burks, you know, Traylon Burks made some plays for the Titans, including that fumble on the long Derrick Henry catch and run. But little things killed the Titans in this game. The missed chip shot field goal by the rookie who was kicking. I don't even know his name. And then hitting the snapper late didn't even give the Titans a chance. One more chance to win. Just a brutal, brutal loss for the Titans. Kudos to the Bengals for finding a way to get that game done. Big hats all around for the Commanders after a 19-13 win over the Falcons. Yeah, I don't get the big hat thing at all. I think people are going to get it just because I think it's funny. Um, But I will say this. Brian Robinson had a breakout game. He was awesome in that game. By far, I feel like the best he's played, running people over. I mean, he had multiple entries for my buddy Kyle Brandt's Angry Runs segment. You know, I thought Atlanta ran the ball better on Washington than people had been recently. Uh, but Deron Payne played well. You know, they've got the, – the commander's got a critical fourth down stop, which they needed once on Cordero Patterson. They also – second and goal late. Falcons are going to have three chances to score a touchdown to win the game. Deron Payne gets a tip on it, which leads to the Kyle Fuller interception and the commanders finding a way to get it done. Then the Falcons still get a stop and they rough the punter. Unbelievable. Rough the punter. Officially ended the game. Very typical Taylor Heineke performance, I would say. More good than bad, but still had some poor missed throws. And a bad, really bad interception. Taylor Heineke is always going to be the quarterback that plays pretty well, but you wish you had someone better. Like, he's like me. He He's not going to be the reason why you lose a lot of games. He's a pretty good player. That's how, that's how I was. But the teams I was on, deep down, they always were like, yeah, Ross is pretty good, but kind of wish we had somebody better. A two-point conversion the closing second secures a 25-24 Chargers win in Arizona. So a couple things that need to be said, right? Going for two in that situation is not really an analytics thing. It's not really. Analytics is about probability and win probability. And going for two late in the game when you can tie it, they're both about 50-50. You go to overtime, it's about 50-50. You go for two, it's about 50-50. Has n- almost nothing to do with analytics. Almost nothing. It's just whether or not you want to try to go for the win there or go to overtime or not. Uh, at, do I think it's awesome? Yes, because I'm not a huge fan of overtime. Not Definitely not a huge fan of tying, but it's not analytics. But by the way, if they hadn't gotten those two-point conversions, people probably would be saying, analytics, you got to go to overtime in that situation. Just learn what analytics is. It's just win probability and taking that into account when you're making decisions. As for the game, Jack, I would say uh, kudos to the Chargers for getting it done late. 
with the Justin Herbert drive. You got the touchdown pass to Eckler, two-point conversion to Gerald Everett. Feels like the Chargers usually lose a lot of those games. So kudos to them for finding a way to win it. It's another one, by the way, Jack, on Twitter, where I, I mentioned, man, somehow they're going to – in my mind, I just figured they would lose that game somehow in excruciating fashion because that's the way the Chargers normally do it. And I was already, like, feeling bad for their fans, so I feel like are gluttons for punishment. And they end up winning, and all the Chargers fans are like, ha-ha, see? I literally wanted you guys to win, and I was feeling bad that you're going to lose a close game again. Unbelievable. Everybody's so sensitive in life. Don't be so sensitive. I'm not. I thought Kyler Murray did some positive things with both his legs and his arm, but they couldn't move the ball late. They, they, the Cardinals had so many chances to put that game away, but they weren't able to do it. Um, and that's kind of the story of their year. I'll be curious what the fallout is for them. Back-to-back walk-off victories for the Raiders after a shootout with the Seahawks, 40-34. That game was awesome. That game was really, really entertaining. Josh Jacobs had an incredible game. What do you have, over 300 yards from scrimmage or something, Jack? Just insane, including an 86-yard walk-off touchdown in overtime. Now, that is entertaining. That is fun. That's a way to decide an outcome. 86-yard walk-off. It's a walk-off. Seahawks, uh, I thought, took a big step back on defense. They've been playing better on that side of the ball. Not so much. They did get some interceptions, but not good. Geno Smith continued to play well. I thought the uh, the Metcalf overturn was a tough call. Probably the right one, but a tough one. But the Raiders, man, they're fans. They're getting their money's worth the last couple weeks. The Rams lose their fifth straight game, falling to the Chiefs 26-10. Joe Joe Tooney missed the first game of his career after 107 starts. Can, Can hardly even tell you how impressive that is by Tooney. I mean, really, really impressive. Uh, the Chiefs, you know, it's interesting because the Chiefs moved the ball on uh, all their drives. They just kind of got bogged down in the red zone, which doesn't usually happen to them for some field goals. Uh, Mahomes had a horrific interception to Nick Scott where he, like, threw the ball right to Nick Scott. I will say this for the Chiefs. They can draft, man. I mean, McDuffie, the corner. Karloftis, the DN, Sky Moore, the receiver, Pacheco, the running back, Brett Veach can draft. And Allen Robinson is out for the season with a foot injury as it just goes from bad to worse for the Rams. Now their coach is getting smoked in the head on the sidelines. Just rough. San Francisco gets an ugly win at home against the Saints, 13-0. They're all beautiful, Jack. They're all beautiful, just like the whiteness, which I love, the white and blue of that Labatt blue light can. It's so gorgeous. Now I have listeners who are buddies of mine, like my buddy Bo, texting me pictures of them drinking Labatt blue light while they're watching the football game because they want to support the official beer of the Ross Tucker football podcast. I love that. Anybody that drinks Labatt blue light because you're supporting the show – you're awesome. 
you got to email me or send me on Twitter the pictures of this. Email it to me, ross at rosstucker.com. Get that pristine Canadian goodness of a cold Labatt blue light in your hand. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. Oh, as for the game, sorry, Jack. Sometimes that happens to me. You have to remind me because I get into the uh, the read. The Niners D just dominating, just dominating. Gave up very little, forcing fumbles, stiffening multiple times in the red zone. That Hufunga guy really does remind me of Polamalu. Nick Bosa is a stud. Um, I will say this: Elijah Mitchell got hurt for the Niners. McCaffrey is banged up. So their running game wasn't quite great. And I thought Jimmy was just okay, Jimmy G. I mean, even their only touchdown, Jawan Jennings had to make a crazy catch for their only touchdown. The Eagles run all over the Packers, totaling 363 yards and a 40-33 win. That was a very entertaining game. I don't think anybody thought there'd be 73 points scored in that game. It came out this last week that Aaron Rodgers likely needs surgery for an avulsion fracture in his thumb. He ended up getting hurt again in this game. He reportedly hurt his ribs or his uh, oblique. And let me say this real quick about Aaron Rodgers' comments after the game, that as long as they're not mathematically eliminated, he'd like to try to play. Wait, what? So if they are mathematically eliminated, he doesn't want to play? Thoroughly confused by that comment by Aaron Rodgers. He's the starting quarterback. He's the leader of the team. I mean, what if every guy said that? What if every guy said, well, now that we're mathematically eliminated, nah, I don't necessarily need to play. I, I Maybe I'm missing the context of that statement. You know, I just saw it uh, posted on Twitter. But that was a bizarre quote by a leader of men. I mean, what you say is, I am in this thing until the end. I'm with my guys. We're going to go out there and win every game. And then it's the coach's decision to maybe have you sit out and play Jordan Love at some point this year. It's not for you to say. Just weird comment for me to hear from Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I think about some of the other quarterbacks in the league. Like a Tom Brady. I can't imagine him ever saying that. I just just I thought that was a strange comment. As for the rest of the game, um, listen, the Packers run defense was horrific. They couldn't slow down the Eagles even a little bit as the Eagles are out here like setting records for rushing yards. Um their defense was really poor. They did stuff the Eagles on a couple of back-to-back quarterback sneaks. But the second one, both of those were awkward quarterback sneaks. The Eagles tried something new on the first one. 
didn't work. The second one, they like fumbled the snap. And they did get the fumble from A.J. Brown. But other than that, they could not stop the Eagles to save their life. I thought the Packers did some really good things offensively. A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones, I mean, they moved the ball well against the Eagles most of the night. Even Jordan Love came in and did some really positive things. I thought he had some nice throws. Eagles special teams certainly need to be better than they were, but they take care of business. 10-1 and are the Eagles, the only 10-win team already in the NFL. Shoutouts are in order always to Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, HumanHeadNYC.com, SteakhouseSports.com, Go-Bangles.com, Evergreen Economics, Vision Comics for the next, BackOfficeSchedule.com, and MyFrontPageStory.com. Go there for a Cyber Monday deal. Don't go anywhere else. Go to MyFrontPageStory.com. She will cry. You will win. MyFrontPageStory.com. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.